Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Second Kings chapter 4, there was a uh, certain woman that was crying of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Everybody say she cried. Yep, she cried out. She said, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Okay, what's the problem? The problem is the creditor has come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said, what shall I do for you? Tell me this, what do you have in your house? And after just telling him the only thing I have left is my two sons, She said, I don't have anything in my house save a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Everybody say, even empty vessels. And then say, borrow not a few. That's right. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons. Pour into those vessels and set aside that which is full. I want to preach a little bit this morning, continuing this My House series. And I don't have any high chairs for you. Today, no bombos and no five baby dedications. Unfortunately, because that was a lot of fun for me. But I want to talk about the fact that my house is working together for a miracle. It's not just that dad wants to see a miracle or mom wants to see a miracle or the kids want to see a miracle. No, wouldn't it be something if we could all work together to see a miracle in our house? How about this? You preach with me and I won't preach too long. Oh, you better brace yourself then, because I... (laughs) Pray with me. God, we love you. We thank you for what we feel in this house. Go ahead on your own. Would you lift your voices? I'm not going to pray for you right now. I want you to lift your voices, lift your hands, and begin to pray. Come on, I want you to really pray. Come on, that God would speak to our families today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Turn to a couple people before you're seated and tell them, you got to work together. (laughs) Brother Matthews, we got to work together. Amen. And you may be seated. 
Work with me, not against me. Work with me, not against me. If I'm going to push the truck, get your foot off the brake. I'll push, you steer. Not getting us anywhere. Get your foot off the brake. Put it in neutral. Not reverse. Work together. Work together. There's a, there's a serious problem here. And while we've been at men's retreat, I want to speak to some of the mamas in the house. Moms, the, the bondmen, they've come to collect a debt. And it is a debt that's owed. But the only thing she has left is her babies. And she comes stomping to the man of God. Ladies, don't lie to me right now. How many of you know how to say it in a way that you can get your way? Yes. We know. <laughs> you know that if you say it just right, it's going to lead to one of two things. Either it's going to be a fight or you're going to get it. Some of you ladies have learned, some of you ladies have learned that the one thing he can't handle is tears. Mm -hmm. Feel like I'm reading some mail right now. Just... He can handle any of it. Toe to toe with the argument. You want to go back and forth. He can't articulate his point. But the moment he hears. Well, no, 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 no. Why are, you cry Why are you crying? That's not part. Fine, fine, you can have it. You can do it. You were right. I was wrong. Some of you men in here, you know that's where you break. The tears. Because you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Don't know how to do it. She's in a desperate situation. And she needs a miracle. Come on, let me pull the crowd. Who's been there where you need a miracle? When you need a miracle, you do not care who makes fun of you. Pastor Carson, what if, isn't everybody going to know she's broke? You think she cares that people know she's broke? Brother Di, they came to take her kids. She don't care who talks about her. When you realize somebody's after your family, you don't care what people say about you. Yeah, well, what are people going to think? They're going to think we weak. Let them talk about me all day long. They're not taking my boys. She walks up to the prophet. She didn't go down to the cash exchange. She didn't have anything to pawn. 
It, it shows us she had sold every piece of furniture she's got. She's got nothing left. What do you have of value in the house? There was nothing left to sell. There were no, she had went through those steps already. The house is barren. It's like what you could read about some of the stories from the time of the Depression where people of certain era uh, or certain significance rather lived in prestigious homes and they themselves were losing money and they would show up, their stories written about people, they would show up to their homes and while it looked like a beautiful edifice from the outside, it was barren of anything. People sleeping on the floors trying to keep up appearances. You're not called to keep up with the Joneses. You are not called to live in you are not called to live in a certain kind of house cuz they do or or drive a certain kind of car cuz they do. Let me help you out. You be you. All right? And kids let them be that. Just be happy about what you've got. But the first thing she does is runs to the prophet she runs to the prophet when she's done everything she knows to do. And I believe in that. Do everything you know to do. Give it to very much. But then she runs to the prophet. Most people would have said you are out of options. Brother Sleva, there's nothing left. But she had this little, she had this little memory. She had this little faithful memory about her husband. She was able to go to Elisha and say, you know who he was. Can I tell you a lot of what we do right now is cash in the faithfulness of previous generations? Brother Barkus, what he was talking in, a lot of what we do is we cash in on the faithfulness. She walked to the prophet and she said, you know my husband was a good man. But his question to her had nothing to do with her husband. His question to her was, what's in your house? You know what he wanted to know? I want to know what you love enough not to get rid of. We don't see it as a test, but I'm telling you it was a test. He wanted to know what things he was, that she was willing to let go of before her children. What, is your, what are your children really more valuable than? Because don't come to me telling me that you want to save your family, but you still got toys you won't let go of. Oh man, I feel like saying some things, right? Don't tell me you want to save your family and you're worried about the family finances. And you can't be faithful in these areas. But you, you got an 80 screen on the, you're sitting back in the massage chair. Your shoes cost more than a down payment on a house. He wanted to know, I want to make sure if you're planning on a miracle that you've showed God, I'll give the best I've got. He asked her, she had nothing left. 
I can tell you that's an embarrassing place when you feel like you are asked an answer where you have nothing left to give. She said it. Listen, I've got nothing save a pot of oil. That didn't mean she had some big jug full of oil. It's the only place in Scripture you find it. You search from, you search from the front cover to the back, whether you got the real lever or that faux stuff. Save a pot of oil. That means she had enough oil left to anoint for death. What do you have left? I have enough to die. The amazing thing about the principles of God is when you've got nothing left but to die, that's when resurrection starts. Because there never is death. There never is life without resurrection. Or, 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 I mean, there never is resurrection without death. There never is this opportunity to become something great until something tragic. It's the way miracles happen. We've talked about this. Miracles occur out of desperate situations. That's how they occur. Everybody in the house that wants a miracle, you get, a, you get to get yourself fixed into a desperate need or a desperate situation. She didn't ask for this. She didn't ask for her husband to die. Come on, we didn't want to lose them. I'm going to preach before long about the amount that I've had to bury in three months of being here. We didn't want to lose them. But life took them. And God is the author and the finisher. I refuse to say COVID took them. I refuse to say that cancer takes them. He's the giver and he's the taker. And she walked up to Elisha and said, I don't have anything. I've got nothing left. He said, wait a minute, what do you have? She didn't start talking about furniture. She didn't start talking about a chariot. She said, I've got nothing left but oil. And everybody in this room probably understands the significance of oil throughout Scripture. And he is able to look back at her and say, well, if you've got enough, if you, you just got enough oil, you just got a little, how much do you have? It's just a pot, which is translated that she could anoint her sons and she could anoint herself to die. He said, then I got a plan. Go start borrowing vessels. <laughs> Go start borrowing vessels. Go get vessels from everybody. All your neighbors. Isn't that going to be embarrassing? This isn't like borrowing sugar. It's not like asking for a cup of water. Borrowing vessels. No, it's not awkward to borrow vessels in a custom that doesn't care to give. Hello. Um, mom, mom wanted me to come by and just see if you had any um, vessels we could have. Who'd she send to get the vessels? Who'd she send? The boys. I don't want to go get... I'll send you with that guy. Imagine that as an argument. I don't want to go get no... I'll let him take you right now. See those cuffs he's holding? Those are not bracelets. I don't know if they showed a little video about what it looked like to break stone with a hammer. You want to go with him? You know those boys were walking up the door. You got any messes? Take a jug. You got something? You got clay? I'll take it. Oh, it's just a little one. I'll take it. It's just, it, this one's huge. I don't know if you can, I'll carry it. Brought a back brace with me. 
dragging vessels from the neighborhood. I, we, I've heard this preached, I've preached it myself about the gathering of vessels. It doesn't matter what you look like as long as you're a vessel. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short or, or big or thin. or It doesn't matter if you're old or new. Or, and I've heard this preached and I've preached it about as long as you're an empty vessel in the house, God can and will fill you. So let me pause and remind everybody in this building. It doesn't matter what you look like and it does not matter where you come from. All you need to be is a vessel in the house and you can be filled oh yeah so they start going and gathering brother Edward don't care if you want to you got to because it's either gather or bye bye it's either gather or I'll write you Moms, let me have one mom in here that would bear witness to the fact if you got to choose between whether somebody takes your boy or whether you tell him get his tail to work. I don't care how subtle you are. I don't care how nice you are. You're sitting there all pretty and just nice and hair all bunned up and just looking just so nice. You, you're going to go get some vessels. How many of you know you can kill with a smile? Oh, you're gonna go now. You, just right now. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go now. You, you're not, I, I'm gonna go in a few, oh, you're not going later. You're gonna go right now, right now. You know, you know mom is serious because that smile goes from this, she's right here like this. And moms can take any noun and turn it into a verb. Boys go, go knocking on doors and they start pulling and they start collecting and they start bringing vessels. If there's going to be a miracle, I want my family to be involved in it. Wouldn't it be different if the story read that mom began to go from house to house to house, but it was not about mom. The story did not start because mom was worried about her being taken. Mom was worried, Brother Barkus, about the boys being taken. If we are not careful, our greatest fear is that our families will not be lost, but we do all the work trying to have them saved. Why does Sunday school matter? We've got to get them involved. We've got to get them involved in the miracle. And so here come the boys. They come bringing them in. Here they are. The, the red and yellow, black and white. All the vessels, precious in his sight. Bringing them in and they're setting them down. And I'm looking across the house. You know, the Bible in the KJV says even. It's italicized. Even empty vessels. In my mind, I think that that's all you would collect, Brother Marshall, is empty vessels. And it really is written specifically in the way it translates, but it gives us a great little English play on the word if we look at it here and you try to take it. Imagine the fact that a lot of vessels they found probably did have stuff in them. Because when you showed up to church, you had junk in you too. Aren't you glad you didn't have to come empty for him to steal... I see mama standing in the corner. I see the boys gathering out in the alley and taking this. Oh, what's that? Dusty and rinsing it out. Man, look at all that. 
It's not about what was in it. It's about what it's about to become. That's not an oil vessel. You don't put oil in a vessel like that. Hey, when it comes time for the oil to be poured out and you need a miracle, you are not concerned about what the vessel looks like. You are not concerned about what the vessel looks like. Yeah, but you know that. You think there's a chance they, they borrowed any vessels from some houses of people they didn't even normally talk to? Those aren't the kind of people we talk to. You know who I'm talking about right now. People you're intimate, those aren't the people. You know what she did. You know, he, you know, you know about them. Kind of. Yeah. You know, every, the funny thing about the English language, everybody in here knows what I mean when I say they're kind of little. You don't care if they got cats walking all over their stuff. Oh, I got some of you right there. Just got cat hair everywhere. Just get. I'm going to tell you right now, you will wash that vessel out. Yes, you will. When you need a miracle, you are not proud. When you need a miracle, listen, you've seen it just like me. When somebody needs a miracle, somebody needs a healing from cancer, they do not care. Somebody needs a healing. Diabetes is riddling that body. You know how many hospital rooms I've walked into? At that point, you don't care. You don't care about being embarrassed. You don't care because that robe ain't doing much for you anyway. You're, come on. Your dignity is gone, but your faith gets high. Because while the outward man might begin to perish. There's something about the inward man that begins. Elisha, we got nothing. He said, what do you have? I've just got a pot of oil. That's enough. That's enough. They gather. Here they are. You got to try to look. You got to try to picture it with me. You got to try to picture vessels. And I'm sorry, I don't have, this is a little imagination time, but drop them down off of the screen and imagine that they're gathered all on the steps and down in the front and there's pots of all different sizes. And maybe there's even some that don't look like clay pots, but there's buckets and there's, and there's cups and there's, boys, let's start pouring. That's, pause, that's where the miracle Gathering buckets is actually okay. Talk about mom while you're walking. I don't even know what we're doing. This is the most ridiculous thing that we've ever done. Well, I don't want to go with that guy. I don't want to go with the guy either. Just go knock on the door. What do we ask? Ask him for a bucket or something. Like a pot? Yeah, a pot. Like a vessel, like a pot. And then they're probably competing with each other while they're walking back. Brother Faulkner, I would have been competing. If you're my brother and we're walking back, I'm going to be like, really, that's what you got? You're pathetic. You don't care. You don't care at all if I'm taken, do you? Get a pot. Get a real pot. What is that? A thimble? Get a pot. They're walking back to the house and they're getting these vessels gathered around. But when you shut the door. Oh, God. What really matters in your what really matters in your family, what really matters in your house happens behind closed doors. You determine the miracle in your family when the door's closed. Not when you pull up in the car. Not when you come piling out after Sunday school. Everybody's suited up and looking nice and hair's all cute. No, 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 no. It's what pours out when the door gets closed. 
And they poured it out. It's one thing for me to start getting stirred up emotionally when the prophet starts talking. It's one thing for me to try to build my faith while my children are out gathering things at youth retreat. It's, it's one thing for me to start getting trying to stir up. But it's another thing when the door is shut and I've got to figure out whether or not my family's going to work together to see a miracle. She doesn't grab vessels. She said, Bubba, hand me a vessel. Can you imagine the dynamics? Matthews, I cannot imagine. While these sweet little mama, I see her over there in the corner and they'd, they'd scoot that vessel across and she'd take that oil. I, don't, I cannot understand, nor can you, the miraculous provision. If we're not careful, we hear these stories so many times over the years that it deadens our sensitivity to the mighty power of God that is at work. She's got enough, enough oil to anoint herself for death, but yet right there, not by herself, while her son's walking. Watch, with their eyes getting bigger every time that little pot of oil that she tips it just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring and, 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 and all of a sudden that son that had brought that vessel over he had carried it over he walks over it's one of those bigger ones that I collected not him his is little and, and it's one of the big ones that I collected and that son goes over and he was able to carry it can't you see it he was able to carry it but now it's so full of air oil he can't even Pick it up. He just kind of drags and you can see the scratch marks on that dirt floor where he's pulling it away because it's so full of oil. It's full of a miracle, but he just starts pouring because I'm not satisfied. If, if he's pouring out miracles, I'm not satisfied with just one vessel. We got a, we got a whole living room full of them. And here comes the other brother and they come and they begin one after another after another. And what's mama keep doing? She keep, she is not worried about the opinions of the people and she is not worried about the embarrassment of the of the neighbors all she wants to see is whether or not the word of God is true and I'm telling you the word of God is true the word of God is true she just keeps pouring the oil and pouring the oil and pouring the oil it wasn't just mama but the sons were involved too but can I tell you this so was the late husband because she walked up to the man on his faith. Whew. We walked in here on yesterday's faithfulness. We walked into this room on yesterday's heroes. But I'm going to tell you, I'm walking in on their promises too. Because Brother Turner, it wasn't just that they were faithful. It was that that husband had assured her of some things. There are promises in God. There are, and if everything failed, you do what you can. But if nothing else, you go see the man of God. And you see the man of God, I'm telling you, there is faithfulness in God. And something had been so deposited into that wife. It had been so put, put into her spirit that when she goes to find the man of God and she begins to speak, she starts seeing it before it's ever happened. Imagine with me she had discounted his word. Imagine that with me. Because some of us, if we're not careful, we might. Elijah. Elijah. What's the problem? The bondmen are coming. My sons are going to be taken and you know. For some of us. Imagine you're the one on the receiving end of, go borrow a bunch of empty vessels. Say, what, Elisha? I just told you that that's all I have. 
I was hoping you were going to tell me about some church benevolence fund. I was under the impression you had a debit card for people like me. Sometimes we see miraculous things occurring through the lens of our own humanity. We don't pray for a miracle. We pray for the miracle we visualize already. Give me a check, Elisha. No, 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 no. She didn't discount what he said. She put those boys to work and she got herself ready and she closed them in. Now picture this. Just imagine that we got to be in the grandstands in this scene and we got to look at this question. Give me another vessel. Imagine having to be the son that said all the vessels were full. It's not written in here. They gather them all. They get to go fill them. They get to do this story. But there's this little part of me because I am a son of a wonderful mother who will probably watch this live broadcast. So she is a wonderful mother. <laughs> but there is this little part of me that thinks, Sister Kaylin, she probably, when I said that's the last one, she probably would have given me that look like, what do you mean that's the last one? That's, that's it? That's all you got? Because you only gather to the measure of your expectation. We only gather to the measure of our expectation. But it was enough. It was miraculous, and so I don't want to play down the story. And she goes and begins to sell. Sell off all this oil needed to pay the debt and the rest they were going to live on. Let me pause here and tell every family in this building, you've got what you need. Yeah, but we don't have... If you've got God, if you've got the anointing of God. Now, time out. If you don't want the anointing of God, I'm not going to lie to you. You don't have all you need. If you don't want to be an anointed family, you got problems ahead. Pastor, why are we dealing with this? If you don't want the anointing more than you want stuff. But if you're a family that wants your house to be anointed and you're willing to work together to see the miracles, I am telling you in the fear and favor of God, you have got everything you need in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got it. And I'm going to go ahead and preach this for a minute. I am ready to hear the testimonies of miracles in our homes. I mean, I'm ready to hear the testimonies of the miraculous favor of God in our homes. And when it happens, I'm going to help you. When it happens, we're not going to say things like, I can't believe it. We're going to say things like, that's exactly what I was expecting. That's exactly what I was planning on. We went to prayer as a family and all of a sudden we're having a breakthrough like we've never had before. Our whole family went on. Let me give you an idea here. What about if the whole family fasted together one day? Some of y'all mad at me for even saying that. Why? Brother 
Vitae, if I want to see a miracle and you want to see a miracle, I got to grab the oil. You got to grab the vessels and we got to get in this together. I don't want a miracle that just I have. I don't want a miracle that just I see. I want a miracle that the whole family is a part of. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be something if fathers and mothers and children and grandparents, everybody, everybody was involved in. Where the, where the miracles were family miracles. What are you talking about? You let somebody in your family close to you get healed of cancer, I promise you it's not just a miracle for them. You let financial prosperity bless your dad, it will affect you too. It will affect the whole family. He's grouchy all the time. He's grouchy because he's frustrated at work. He's frustrated at work because he needs a miracle. How are we going to get the miracle? I tell you how we're not going to get the miracle by just complaining about their temperament. Just complaining about how they are. I'm going to tell you what we're doing. That's the whole point of this My Family series. It's the whole point. My family represents multiple things. It represents my individual family, my immediate family. But it also represents us in the family as the church family, the body of Christ. Come on, we've talked about this. This is the collective reality. For those that are not married or those that do not have children, those that are here, you come as a single. Listen, this is the secondary. It is the family of God, the family or the family of this church rather, and the tertiary. The third process there is the family of God as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, this is bigger than just Calvary Tabernacle. This is bigger than just us. And one day, there is, there is, there is, there is coming a day soon and very soon where there will be a split in the eastern sky and there will be an angelic horn. God, there will be a trump that shall sound. And those which are alive and remain shall be caught up. He is coming back. Listen, he is not coming back for a church that is interested in mediocrity. He's definitely not coming back for a church that would rather keep their things and lose their sons. When I look around this house, I got to tell you, Typically, the way that I measure, and I know we've had men's retreat this week, but when we have good services, I've got to where I can kind of tell the number of people before they ever give me the call. I have a tendency to look and see green space. I look out here and I see where I wish souls and bodies were. And I find myself like a mama in that house. And I see, I think there's some more vessels we got to get in this house. There's, there's too much green space. There's some vessels we got to get in this house. And Brother Sleeve, I guess my question is, I woke up, I had that dream a couple weeks ago. I text you about, I wonder, what if the vessels don't look like us? And what if the vessels don't have the same history as us? And what, what if the vessels got hairline cracks? Why would, you bring, why would you bring that vessel? Got a crack all the way down the side. That can't hold anything. Right. Hey, if we believe in miracles, if we're going to take this one little pot and fill all these, why do you think he can't heal this vessel in the middle of it? You don't know what they've been through. No, I don't know what they've been through. But I know what he went through. And his stripes were for the healing. And the nails... My God, I feel like preaching. He didn't take those thorns for no reason. He didn't take those stripes for no reason. He didn't take that suffering and that abuse, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our 
our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. What about if they've been wounded? I'm telling you, there's no better house for them to get fixed. There's no better place for them to be put together. Oh, I wish you'd just magnify God. Stand to your feet and magnify God. Everybody, everybody. Stand to your feet and magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. All my life you have been faith. All my life you have been so. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you got vessels that have been fractured. There's a miracle happening right now. There's a miracle happening. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I'll throw your hands towards heaven. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the ministering of the Spirit of God right now. My family, my family, we're going to work together. We're going we're, we're to work together. We're going to sing that song again. We're going to sing that song again here in a moment, but I... Babies, I need you to borrow vessels. I need you to go get vessels like your future depends on it. Oh, 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 oh. I invite every person in this room to lift your hands towards heaven and begin to call on the name. Come on, begin to call on the name of Jesus. I feel repentance in this room. I feel, I feel vessel feeling in this room. I feel miraculous touch. Yeah, but you don't know the battles of the mind. And you don't know the battles of the heart. You don't know the fractures of this vessel. No, but I know the goodness of God. I know the keeping of the oil. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. No, but I know the keeping. I know the keeping of the oil. I'm sorry that happened in your childhood. I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. If I could take that back for you, I would, but I can't. But if you'll bring your vessel, ooh, I got to tell somebody to bring your vessel right now. I know you got to be guarded, but I'm telling somebody you need to bring your vessel to this altar. And you need to gather in the storehouse of this altar. You need to come and you need to drag it like a young man or a young lady into the foyer of this home. And you got to shut your door by forgetting who's around you. And you got to say, God, fill my vessel. Fill my life. I'm asking you as the pastor of this church to fill this. Fill the vessels in this room. All my. All my life you have been faithful.